Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everybody! Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I'm your host, and I have so many friends here. Let's go around the room. We have our sound engineer, Mr. Ryan Metz. Hi. Ryan, slow down. Slow down. Hi. You're going too fast. Hi. Okay, there he is. We have our mixologist, Mr. James Latiri. Hello. <laughs> you sound depressed. No, I'm not. Hello. I'm just I'm just in slow motion. Oh, okay. Hello. Hopefully you'll catch up Hello. with us. We have our art director, Miss Brandon Banta. Yep, Kai. All the way from Austin, Texas. Lose that shtick. Okay. It's fine. me. Fair enough. <laughs> and we have a guest today. Yep, we have a guest. He is a friend of the show. Uh, he goes by many names. Mm-hmm. You may know him as The Kid, The White Owl, K Diddy, K Suave, K Smooth, International K, Special K, and as people refer to him in the Madden world, Big Poppy. Please welcome Kyle McMorrow. Hey, that was pretty good. Thank you. You, you know, I, I just knew all of them. <laughs> just, as if you knew me my whole life. You've, just, I've been around the block. Marvel. I've heard the names. I, I know what I'm You've doing heard the here. stories. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm about. Welcome, mm-hmm. kid. Thanks, brother. Welcome to the studio. So excited. We're yeah. glad to have you here to talk about Disney Channel original movies. Kyle, when you were a kid, you watched these? All the time. Amazing. Any names that you name? <sighs> you know, Cadet Kelly was a big one for me. Cadet Kelly was uh, universally liked amongst our podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved it. I was yeah. a big Hillary Duff fan. Oh, sure. So yeah, anything she was in, mm-hmm. that's where I was. If I remember correctly, you wanted to do the Even Stevens movie. Even Stevens movie is like a close one right there. It's number two. One and one A. Let's put it there. Can't go wrong with Shia LaBeouf. No. Shia the Beef. Well, unfortunately, we had gotten to that one already. So uh, you got stuck with this one. You know... Stuck is a good word prior to watching it, but post-watching <laughs> it, not a bad choice. Yeah. All right. Had anybody here heard of this movie before we did it? No. 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 Like it all of them. It was brand new. No. This podcast was my idea, and I had never, I didn't even know this one existed. This totally flew under the radar for me. So I picked this one, and it was really a shot in the dark, just completely... Uh, I was choosing between this one and a Disney Channel premiere that I won't name because we'll do it eventually. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this was totally random. I kind of wanted to get one that was on the cusp of the premieres and the original movies. And uh, yeah, the description just kind of seemed weird and funny. (laughs) So yeah, we went with Genius Mm -hmm. today. We are reviewing the movie Genius. That's right. Genius is a 1999 film. Um, it is directed by Rod Daniel, who also did Alley Cat Strike and a bunch of other things, including Teen Wolf, which many people have heard of. Um, written by a guy who only wrote this. This is the only thing he's ever done. Uh, John Reich. Good for you, John. I wouldn't let this guy write my freaking Walmart grocery list. (laughs) (laughs) This was like, this is, I'm getting ahead of myself, but this was one of the worst ones, I think. All (laughs) over the place. 
Um, <laughs> genius, to give a quick plot summary, uh, it's really two movies just like sandwiched into one. Mm-hmm. It's 13-year-old Charlie Boyle, um, not the Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy, who, but they have the exact same name. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you, you thought That's, it sounded familiar? It, it, uh, yeah. He is basically Charles Boyle, though. Yeah, oh, Kinda 100%. looks like Joe Latruglio. Yeah, yeah. Behaves like him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Charlie Boyle is a 13-year-old genius who is accepted to a bunch of colleges, and he goes to this one in Wisconsin, Northern University, uh, full ride on the condition that he has to teach there. So you have that like kid genius in college movie, but then you also have that he meets a girl his age, and he likes her, so he... And he, and he creates this new persona as Chaz Anthony, <laughs> the cool guy who doesn't do his homework and skips class and wears a leather jacket. Says yo all the time. <laughs> Loves yo. Takes to off say his yo. Gla- basically takes off his glasses. Yes, and, and he is a totally different person. Um, so the whole movie is you know these hope, him hoping that these two worlds don't collide and that he has a chance to get the girl. Spoiler alert! Worlds collide. Yes, they do. But before we get into that, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. That's right, we are. Mm-hmm. That reason is because we have a little... Oh, there was ice in here, and I tried to rattle it in the mic. It didn't work. We have, we have drinks. We have alcohol here. James, as I said, is our mixologist. Every week, he makes a different drink. This week is no exception. The drink is delicious. James, tell us about this drink. Well, this week, I made an old-fashioned. that I, I feel like I've made old-fashions before. Um, but it seemed apropos for two reasons. One, uh, look this up. It's actually the official drink of the state of Wisconsin. Wow. Where wow. this college oh. is. I had no idea about that. So there's that. Uh, but number two, uh, it's a regular old-fashioned. So it's bourbon, uh, simple syrup, um, Angostura bitters, uh, orange zest to, to garnish it uh, with, on ice, and a maraschino cherry, of course. R.I.P. Arthur Mandela. R.I.P. Oh, we haven't talked about Arthur Mandela in a long time. Oh, I could still talk about him all day. Kyle, you and I were actually working together when I found out about Arthur Mandela. Do you remember this story? Uh, refresh me. So it was the Maraschino Cherry Factory <laughs> in Brooklyn where the guy had a secret pot farm in the basement. Okay. And when the cops closed in on him, they closed in on him due to the bees in the area turning red, like their honey turned red. What? I mean, we get more layers to this story every time we rehash it. I like but I vaguely love it. remember this. Yeah, to make a long story short, uh, he ended up blowing his brains out in the bathroom of his cherry factory when the cops discovered the pot farm in the basement. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's the patron saint of this podcast because because of that. At this point, <laughs> our listeners know everything there is to know about him. Um, much Mandela. like the laboratory underneath the ice ring. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Maybe Crickstein's got his own little project. Back to the movie, boys. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Good segue. Crickstein's definitely got something weird going on. Um, but by the way, listeners, um, if you want to make this drink, you can because we'll be posting the recipe onto our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You'll get to see it. You'll get to make it. And you could let us know how it is. We actually have a listener out there, uh, Emily, who uh, commented on our Insta to say that she had been making the drinks and she really liked the one 
for uh, was it Suzy Q? Was it True Confessions? It was one of the two. But either way, she's making Suzy, the drinks. Suzy so, Cucumber. Yeah, Suzy Cucumber or the, the Mint Trulip. One of the two. Mint Trulip. That's right. Yeah, which exactly. had no mint in it. <laughs> that's fine. But uh, yeah, so James, you know that there's people out there uh, who appreciate your craft. That's wild. Uh, that's I'm great. gonna do a better job Thanks, of writing Emily. these recipes down. <laughs> Yep. Thanks, Thank Emily. you, Emily. Love to know you're listening. Anybody else, please reach out to us. We love contact. And I, I forgot the one other thing that differentiates this is I put maple syrup in there. Ah. In all of them. Uh, Very because Canadian. Because of hockey, and it was filmed in Canada. Eight. What? Hold on. That's surprising. A Disney Channel original <laughs> movie filmed in Canada? I know. Oh, it, my name's Walt Disney. I can't film in my own country. I got to film in Canada because it's cheaper and the labor laws are not, not as strict. You think the new Disney CEO will also continue the trend of just filming everything in Canada? R.I.P. Bobby Gere. Yeah, bye Bobby Gere. <laughs> we'll miss your music. Also an alumni of Ithaca College, B Iger one at Ithaca.edu. Please return my email. B Iger. <laughs> oh my god, his email is Biger. Didn't even think about that. Bobby Share. All right. Should we talk about this movie? Who wants to yeah. open things up? Let's let's blow this baby wide open. Um Well, we we start with Charlie and his dad at the ice rink. Right. And dad's feeling a bit threatened. Because of rollerblades. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he says that's it's all bad I have for business. Down. Yep. Charlie's wearing. Oh, but a Charlie, tie. Charlie's showing off all his inventions. Like he made a Zamboni machine, but it's not an actual large vehicle. It's like a little device that just emulates uh, smooth ice. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, he says he says something that's not really too scientifically complex. He says like. The electrons become protons, and the dad's like, "In English, my boy, in English." Yeah, Everything that's one of he his says. Phrases. Yeah. The, the dad's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slow down." He's immediately like uh, skeptical, but he says, "He." You could tell the kid doesn't really know what's going on because he says covalent bonds. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "You nerd! Oh, not a nerd." Any chemistry aficionado knows that it's covalent. Covalent. I suppose. But we did. So Charlie's what? He's like 13, 14? He's a kid genius. Yeah. Well, he gets into college that day. He gets gets into into Harvard. He gets into all (laughs) the Every college. Yeah. Great writing. Dad walks in. Son, you you got into every college. (laughs) It's like MIT, Harvard. I would like to point out, though. Um, I did not go to Harvard, but uh, my father-in-law did. And uh, I, I have on good record that to say in this movie that Harvard is in Boston, Massachusetts is sacrilegious. Yeah. Cambridge, mm-hmm. baby. Yep. And any, any Harvard graduates who watched this movie, I'm sure just had a conniption because there's all these Harvard... You know, if you're a Harvard graduate, you see a movie called Genius, and you say, oh, I have to watch this movie. It's about me. (laughs) Yeah, well, he... Charlie turns down Harvard for Wisconsin because he wants to be close to hockey, and everybody knows that Cambridge and Boston doesn't have hockey. Mm -hmm. No no hockey in in Cambridge. Just none whatsoever. (laughs) Definitely not. The Boston Bruins? No such thing. Never heard of the Bruins? Never heard of it. 
Well, he wants to be with this specific doctor who has his lab underneath the hockey rink. Dr. Crickstein. Dr. Dr. Chucklehead. Uh, the writer sat in a... Riley at first, actually. When I first saw him, I, thought, I was like, is this John C. Riley's first role? Oh, my God. It does kind of look like <laughs> John C. Riley. Um, but, yeah, uh, the actor is... Uh, what's his name? Um, John he's been C. In Riley. Some stuff. He was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, he was the voice of Roger Rabbit. Uh, Charles Fleshler. And I would have loved it if the entire time he was just Roger Rabbit. Like, <laughs> I don't know, Charlie. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be lying to this little girl. He wasn't far off. He looks creepy as fuck, though. He's got these dead eyes. He looks like a Richard Simmons chia pet. <laughs> Very unsettling. Um, but yeah, so he's Dr. Crickstein. The writers sat down in a room and said, all right, give me the name of two scientists. I'm just going to turn it into one of them. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Dr. Crick. The guy who the guys- discovered the double helix. Thank you. And, and Someone Stein. Harvey Weinstein. Just a generic. The scientist. Name. Yep. Hey, that's a topical reference. No one's going to remember this guy in uh, six months because he's going to be dead in prison. <laughs> well, we could only hope. Speak it into existence, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I am good at oh, that. Oh, that's right. Kyle, you might have missed this. I accidentally spoke Kirk Douglas's death into existence on the podcast. Did you think he was dead and say, hey, this guy's dead? And... No, I said, he's old as fuck. He's going to die soon. Okay. And uh, within the Three week. days later. <laughs> yeah. So can you say, Kyle, you're poor as fuck? Can you win the lottery? Kyle, God damn it! It's time that you win the lottery. Go pick six okay. and just make it happen. I'm going to play number 38 because of this episode. That's a good choice. Nice. Yeah. So that's one. My birthday. The day is eight. Uh, what's the day of everybody else's birthdays? 19. Five. 30. Cool. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this to get all these numbers <laughs> down, but cool. That's I'll, right. You'll get it. Now but, everyone's going to play these numbers. There's going to be so Everybody's many winners. Win it's not even going to matter because oh, we'll shit. have to split it a million ways because we right. get in a million views every time we make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Kyle. We'll edit this part out. So it'll be just you. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> um, so leave yeah, the 38 uh, part in there. Leave the 38. Uh, so keep them guessing. Keep the 30, yeah. I like that. Sure. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Charlie Boyle goes to college. Um, the lab is shit. Uh, it's all old equipment. Um, but he's with the, the scientist that he likes. So that's good. The particle accelerator sounds like an old car. Every time it turns on, yeah. it makes that stupid clicking sound that a radiator and an, an old car in an old movie makes. Yeah, it probably is. It's about two steps away from shooting out steam and going, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, how much money do you think they pay for a Foley artist for these movies? It can't be that much. $38. No. So I imagine the Foley artist just put a mic up to his jalopy and just <laughs> let her rip. They all drive. His jalopy. They all drive like a like a Packard LTE. <laughs> um, oh, oh, okay. God. So the other notable thing about Charlie's time here at uh, at the the college is that he lives in a dorm. Uh, yes. He's he's a professor, and he's taking classes. So, but he he's a student, so he lives in a dorm <laughs> with two, uh, you know, regular college age students. They're Except, the hockey players. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So so he um. The, the the hockey players don't like him because the hockey players have their rink directly above the science lab, which is very disruptive. So the hockey players are pissed off. They dub his dorm the diaper den. The diaper den. Incredible. Well, first it's the lair and they go, well, now the lair turned into the diaper den. He also, also like sick burn. He also lives. These with- are 
grown men picking on an actual child. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, college boys, I, I can't really say I'm too surprised. But uh, I think this movie would have been so much more interesting if it was just his interactions with these guys. Like we want to see, we want to see him like open the door and like walk in on them railing lines. <laughs> like, oh shit, <laughs> kids here. It might have been rated more than TVG though, if that were the case. No, 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 that's okay. It's just about the f bomb. When you say the f bomb, then they have to turn it up. Everything else is fair game. Cocaine is acceptable. Cocaine. Yep. Disney movies can have little of cocaine. As a treat. Mm-hmm. The the adult men are seen speaking to women, but um, it's a very superficial scene. Mm-hmm. It's the party scene where they're showing off their scars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got this one from a knife fight. He's like <laughs> rubbing his clavicle. He's like, I got this one from a knife fight. And then the token fat hockey player lifts up his shirt. He's like, hey, my appendix removed. <laughs> Charlie slash Chaz had a bigger game than fat boy hockey man yeah he yeah. did yeah at least he th- at least he thought to himself like i should wear a nice jacket and take my glasses off it's a better move than saying want to see my appendix scar these hockey well, players you know, i like a guy who goes to the doctor yeah, yeah he takes care of himself that's true <laughs> somebody who who doesn't let their doesn't let themselves undergo sepsis yeah yeah <laughs> yeah good on him mr chunky yeah. boy Oh, we're setting the bar pretty low here, but that's okay. We don't have high standards here at the Tipsy Panel. Yeah, well, my standards are high for very specific things. For instance, like mispronouncing covalent. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that uh, Charlie called ice rings elliptical because they're not. Nope. They no. are ovular or mm-hmm. ov- ovoid. I don't. So one of those is the word about eggs and one of those is the word about the shape and i don't know which is which i, I for some reason think those were both about eggs yeah sure <laughs> why not i guess yeah so it is but it's definitely not elliptical i can tell you that elliptical uh, is the machine you use at the gym elliptical is the the running bike machine where you go nowhere all right should we what talk else? about the love interest of this movie sure emmy rossum whom so, you may know from the day after tomorrow, and Shameless, she's Fiona Gallagher. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's in the U.S. Shameless. And uh, I think she's the only woman with lines in the whole movie. It's yeah. very much a dude movie. They reference moms like my mom. This my. They never showed like they didn't want to pay the mom. No. Yeah, <laughs> you hear a voice like from downstairs yeah. once, complaining about the husband. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, the husband. I heard that. It was, yeah. also, it was like a dig on the mom. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because the husband's like, oh, yeah, you can use your gravity defying powers to make mom souffle stand yeah. up. And the mom's like, <laughs> yeah, it could have easily just been like a guy doing a falsetto voice. They didn't even yeah. need yeah. to cast a woman. Kinda Emmy like is literally did. the only woman with speaking lines in the whole film. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Uh, white straight man, Bechdel test, pass or fail? Oh, oh, fail, a hun- Well, fail just on the notion that <laughs> there's only one woman in it. You yeah. cannot, you cannot have two women in a scene for a movie that only has one woman. Accurate. So yeah, this movie doesn't even, you know, make it to the make it to the test. This movie slept through the test. <laughs> Been there. That's yeah. You're right. It's so odd. Yeah, it's it's so rare that there's truly no women in a movie. The only time you hear ladies referenced in the movie is when 
he's making when the coach makes fun of the hockey team in the beginning he's like ladies bring it in yeah yeah mm-hmm. right ladies can't play hockey we all know this which we doesn't fly yeah no it does not um so yeah this movie is 100 percent dude oriented and um, it also it basically by that by virtue of being dude oriented it pigeonholes itself into having only single parents which is a theme in these movies except neither of them are single from what i understand mm-hmm. uh charlie's mom is around she's downstairs in the house and uh claire is her name emmy rossum yeah she talks about her mom being like a figure skater who gets better in the snow so she's elsa from frozen (laughs) but she's she talks about her and she's not there's no mention of like yeah she was really something like there's no past like by my understanding she's around too yeah. I thought that she was going to say that her mom was dead because she said my Same. mom was a figure skater. And then this whole little allegory about the sky opening up, that was like perfectly set up for a dead mom. But it was probably in there and they cut it out for whatever reason. <laughs> it got too heavy They're looking for over. Channel. This yeah. movie is 84 minutes. We need to get rid of like five of them. Any ideas? Let's get rid of the one where the woman actually has some plot device oh great idea i hated having women in this movie anyway genius <laughs> hey that's the name of the movie zing <laughs> hey <laughs> yo yo claire what's up <laughs> so yes um when charlie meets claire um he becomes Chaz anthony who... he stutters he's like uh my name is Chaz. <laughs> And he does such a poor job of being Chaz in the beginning, too. Because she asks him, like, oh, where do you go to school? And just five-second pause. And he goes, <laughs> where do you go to school? Wait, just for reference, this is a five-second pause. That was pretty Five long. seconds. Yeah. It's, it's a long And time. they do that multiple times where, where Ch- Charlie is thinking of the cool thing to say takes about five seconds and then says the cool thing. And nobody at any point is like, dude, say something. It's Everyone just responds as if he'd come up with it off the cuff. That's like a semi-underrated trope of a lot of these movies, not just Disney, but like of this subject matter, that his coolness hangs on the very last thing he said. Mm-hmm. So it's as if when he's going to say something else, everyone is waiting with bated breath to be like, is he going to be cool or is he not? <laughs> and then he'll like sit, he'll be like, he'll say, uh, I have to study. And they're like, study. And he's like, <laughs> Uh, just ki- JK and they're like oh classic Chaz <laughs> well he'll also say stuff like that's what a good psy psycho yeah. killer yeah. says yeah. Oh, and they're God like damn. Chaz is a legend <laughs> he always knows the right thing to say if you yeah. give him 10 seconds to think about it <laughs> yeah he's not a convincing badass at all no not even a little bit Watching this also made me remember how I used to dress where all of my clothes were triple XL. All my shirts were so like all his shirts are way past his hands. Yeah. The time where you could wear a short sleeve button down and a long sleeve shirt under it. (laughs) Yep. Classic. What do you mean? I can't do that still. Oh, you can, you know, break out your break out your your uh, your skate gear, your NES, your elements, my Jinko. Yeah, yeah, your Genko my, jeans. My hat farm. It's it's coming back, Pahat baby. Farm. This is the time. You want an Etnies long sleeve. You want a quick silver short sleeve button up. 
and you want Adios shoes. I could attest that James was the master of this look I did throughout this the mid 2000s. I remember this. I wore flannels under band t-shirts. <laughs> Red Quicksilver flannel, say anything shirt. This is like Oh my god. This is a few <laughs> years before that though. I mean, I don't know, the fashion didn't really stand out to me. No, I mean, it's a dude movie. The dude movies don't care about fashion. Yeah. Except his Neo Duster, like the Matrix. Yeah. He's wearing a leather <laughs> full-length coat. Did this, where did he so, get it? This is 99. Did this come out before or after the Matrix? Was mm. it inspired by or did it inspire the Matrix? Oh, I like, I like to one. believe that the Wachowski brothers were, you know, 11th hour of production. Like, guys, we we got to come up with the look for these for these characters. Neo has to look awesome. And then one Wachowski turns on the TV and goes, hey, other Wachowski. Other look. Wachowski. <laughs> Have you heard of Chaz Anthony? Chaz Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> this is genius. That's pretty accurate, actually, because he does kind of look like Neo if you... Keep him in the Oakley Blades. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Strapped in. He's Mm -hmm. strapped in. And he's a genius. He knows how to work technology. (laughs) Guys, Charlie Boyle is the one. So this, uh, just crunch the numbers. Uh, The Matrix came out in March of 99. This came out in August. Okay. Wow. So. Okay. All right. Let's cut that out. Nope. It didn't happen. We're retconning actual history. Okay. Rewind. So the Matrix. Interesting similarities. I need to talk about my favorite moment in this movie. Oh. The fucking dancing skeleton in the science class. (laughs) I think that's what half the budget went to. More than half. Yep. More than half of this budget went to taking this like model skeleton in biology class and animating it so that it just danced. But uh, listen, it danced for a couple of seconds. But then it was animated. It was 3D rendered. Clearly 3D yeah. rendered. Mm-hmm. It looked it looked like the dancing baby, that like original 1999. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the one that was like in that TV show that I can't remember with Calista Flockhart. Yes. Yeah. Calista Flockhart. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. It was it was truly incredible. It has extreme meme potential. Um, I, I know our listeners out there. I know you like memes. If you have your own dancing skeleton from Genius Meme... Hit us up at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Memes? Oh, oh, dude, have you have you not heard of these? Memes? No, 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 memes. Meme? Oh, you, dude, you're gonna love them. Just, just Google I can has sandwich. You're gonna go wild. Oh, can I have a sandwich? Uh, you're close, but not quite. I can have a little sandwich as a treat. As a treat. Hey, we've come full circle. Here is my favorite quote in the movie. Um, they're talking about Kyle. Uh, who's Kyle? Fuck, you're Kyle. They were talking about me in the movie. They were talking yeah. about Kyle in the movie. Wow. Uh, Charlie's talking to Doctor Crickstein about his lady troubles, and he says, "Yeah, that one was twenty miles of rough road on the Apology Turnpike." Yeah. Oh, I loved that. Way ahead of. His I time. have that written down too. Yeah, me too. Honestly, half the shit that I have written down is quotations. Some of the quotes in this movie are wild. Gotta go pay the water bill as a way to say I have to pee. Yup. Uh, can't Zamboni with a bad backbone? E. <laughs> I did like that. Good dad joke. <laughs> Actually, Rumson recruits are exclusively from broken homes. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Oh, yeah. 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 
Holy shit, a hockey team that exclusively recruits team members from broken homes. Because when they come out, everyone starts booing them, and they go, those are the Rumson fans booing. And he goes, yeah, it turns out they only respond to negative reinforcement. <laughs> Holy shit. Who the fuck wrote that? I don't know. Somebody who has, who has had a very, very privileged life. That was hitting below the belt. Yeah, oh my God. Um, yeah, he, here was another another good quote, which I'll just throw out. Um, so obviously, this movie had to have the scene where uh, Charlie has to be in two places at once. He has yep. to be Chaz Anthony in the audience of the talk that Charlie Boyle is giving at the college to the students, to the middle middle school students that he's in the class of exactly because he's fucking up as Chaz. Right. They go to meet Charlie, but no one knows who Charlie is. So while Charlie is trying to become Chaz, or while Chaz is trying to become Charlie, he pretends to be deathly, deathly injured in yeah. a wheelchair with, like, purple makeup. And we cut to a scene where Krikstein is describing his I, injuries yes. and I, saying I that he has this. to be fed pre-masticated gruel. A pre-masticated gruel has to be force-fed <laughs> into what now passes for his esophagus. <laughs> What the fuck? I wrote that down word for word because it's so specific and it's so graphic. <laughs> I was dying. It's the great it's probably the best thing that's ever been said in a Disney Channel original I, movie. I was dying and apparently Charlie was too. All right, and he Charlie needed a pre-masticated Boyle. gruel to be force-fed into what now passes for his esophagus. And none of the kids reacted in any way. They just all kind of like, "All right, cool." Yeah. yeah. And this is how Charlie talked when he was on stage. Oh my. And he put God. himself in a wheelchair and he put chemicals on his face that turned him blue, purple. As as Doctor Crickstein says, six shades of purple. Yeah, he looked like the people who drink that um, <gasps> silver alloy. Yeah, liquid. yeah, the colloid still. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, colloidal silver, and they turn like blue in like. Oh, like the Kentucky blue people. Kentucky, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's guys, the disease. All you listeners, give it a Wikipedia search. Yeah, that's a that's a good read. It's a great. Yeah, it's nice to know that no matter how many miles separate us, Brennan, we're all on the same page. <laughs> and that page is the Wikipedia page for Kentucky Blue People. <laughs> Colloidal silver. <laughs> um, all right, what should we talk about here? Oh, so, wait. I have one more quote from that very scene. Yes, when, please. When uh, Crickstein wanted to end the talk, he was like, okay, you kids do your homework. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was pretty good at playing just the awkward scientist. I will give him that. Um, actually, oh, there was a... Really great Crickstein and uh, Charlie moment. So uh, Crickstein is kind of like his, um, I guess, his mentor, the the guy who got who gives him advice because he doesn't really talk to his parents that much at all. Uh, and Crickstein and Charlie have this really, I guess, sweet moment where Crickstein says, "Like, oh yeah, I've I've considered you a friend this this whole time. You know, we were coworkers. I've been helping you out. Yeah, I consider you a friend. I don't really have that many friends in my life, and I consider you a friend. You're more than an assistant, mm -hmm. right? The next scene that they are together, Charlie is also with his other friend, like his other ex friends, because they've now found out that he's not really Chaz. He's Charlie, and Ch and Charlie is saying." Without you guys, I have no friends. 
And Crickstein is just right there behind him, thinking <laughs> like, Crickstein. dude, we just had this conversation. I told you you're my friend and you agreed. And now you're telling me that without any friends, you're worthless. Also, Crickstein was his hero back yeah. when he was in that nice ass house with his dad. And his absent mother. Well, well, hold on. <laughs> let's let's go with that. So when he was living in his nice ass house, Crickstein was his hero. But as soon as he has to live in these subpar conditions with a bad lab and poor equipment, he's like, you know what? No, this sucks. Yeah, because even Crickstein says something about how kind of shitty it is, and mm-hmm. Charlie's like, nah, it's all right. But then he's quickly like, yeah, no, it kind of sucks. Didn't Charlie say like he wanted to go to the school because they have state of the art equipment? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He was misled. Clearly. And Crickstein, not really that great of a role model, because Charlie tells him what he's doing, and he's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. He's the adult yeah. in the room, and he's like, you want to create a fake life? Cool. Yeah. So, go ahead. Yeah, he goes, I'm not your dad. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. The DCOM not dad hour. Yeah. Is, yeah. And then I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but when this whole grand plan gets executed towards the end, Crickstein's like, no, no, I don't approve of this. And then he leaves the room, and then he comes back, and he's like, Hey, kids, I'm participating in your scheme. <laughs> Look what I can do. And then he kind of fucks something up. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, the dad doesn't really come up that much, but should we do the decom dad hour? Because we're not going to see him again any later in this movie. Accurate. Let's let, let's talk about the decom dad there's hour. There's two dads in this movie. That's true. There's two dads. It's not the two dads from Cadet Kelly. No. But uh, there are two dads. Two dads. Two um, unrelated dads. Which one you want to start with? Two separate people. Let's start, start with, with Crickstein. He's, but he's the not dad. He's the third dad. No, okay. He's a dad. Okay. Um, well, Crickstein gets a very average grade because he doesn't do very good. He's not a very good dad, and he's not a very good not dad either. That's true. He feeds into Charlie Chaz's bullshit of like, first of all, there's no way that this middle school age kid would be able to get back and forth from a college to a middle school and then also teach classes at the college, do the research, yeah. and fake being a student all day long. Just not enough hours in the day. Not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. You done goofed. Yeah. Maybe he does drugs. That could be it. Fair. It's an advertisement for Adderall. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But uh Kyle, you're not your brain isn't poisoned by all of these dads. So I want to hear what your thoughts are are related to Charlie's dad. This okay. is the DCOM dad hour with Kyle everybody. Okay, okay. Uh spotlight is on me. I'm real nervous right now. Oh, that's okay. You're going to do great. All right, thanks. Um Charlie's dad is just, to me, where do I start? Not only does he, not only do they portray him as like the dumb dad, like, oh my God, what are you talking, like everything is like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. But also, where is your entrepreneurship? Your son just Zamboni the ice in five seconds. Sell that shit somewhere. Mm -hmm. He just kind of picks it up. I thought that too. Kid doesn't even have to go to college. I mean, yeah. he's getting a full ride, but he doesn't have to do anything. He just created a like an incredible thing that he could just sell and make tons yeah. of money. And he was super blasé about like, oh, here, this will this will take care of the ice. What else does he have? That's a good question. We know he's got like a supersonic puck. Yeah. Uh, he's got uh, like a rocket-powered hockey stick. Yeah. yeah that he... breaks the window and the dad's like, meh. <laughs> he just kind of shrugs. He's like, whoops. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, the window breaks he in the smashes house. smashes a window. And just like, whatever. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> oh, I am. Whoops. They shout their name from uh, another house. It's like, boy, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll say one thing I do appreciate about this dad 
is that at no point is he the source of the conflict. Yeah. In too many of these movies, it's a kid against their dad for some reason. Um, and often it's the dad's problem. Like he, He's the one who's at fault. Um, but yeah, no, he's just a supportive dad. He tells dad jokes. Um, he, he, you know, le- he lets his kid do what he wants. Uh, he did throw he away the it. Harvard letter, though. If he doesn't throw away that Harvard letter, maybe this movie turns out yeah, differently. That's Just true. Keep it. He goes it to away? Boston and yeah, finds out, oops, there's no school here. <laughs> Just even say you got accepted to Harvard, you should just keep the letter. Yeah. Why would you throw that away? Keep them all. Good point. So what grade does this dad get? Charlie's dad. I give him an A. I liked him. Wow. Ooh. I mean, you know, I he's he's never a source. Of, he's never a problem. He's only supportive. He's funny. He's kind. Uh, you know, all the things that a decom dad should be. I disagree. He is absent. This entire movie. He, we only see one phone call between mm-hmm. Charlie and mm-hmm. his father. Yeah. I guess are where to assume that they're in better contact than that. But he leaves his son. They Both parents leave their son to be alone to teach college-age students and live on his own at the age of 13. Yeah, you know what? They don't actually help him. They don't help him at. Shit. They don't. Yeah, he walks in alone with just his hockey bag, and that's yeah, all he, he owns. Yeah, he walks in with one bag. Yeah. And like they, they just talk on the phone. And also, as far as I can tell, his dad's job is Zamboni operator. Do that at the college <laughs> and move in with your boy. Very good point. So, no, fuck this dad. Whatever his name is, Mr. Boyle. His name is Dad Boyle. Dad Boyle canceled. <laughs> no, no, that's really how he's billed as Dad Boyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I wasn't making a joke. Even get yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna split the difference here. I'm gonna give him a pass fail grade, and I'm gonna give him a pass because you know I agree with what James was saying, but he didn't do anything egregious, and uh, he might have been absent, but um, he was supportive, so he gets a an S for satisfactory. Fair, Brandon. You got any other thoughts? Yeah, no, not really. Solid C from me. Okay, <laughs> cool. What about the other? He did dad? some cool dancing. He did oh, the yeah, first sure. 10 minutes. Oh, right. There is another dad, and that's the, the, the coach of the hockey team who is also the father of Chaz's love interest, which, uh, of course, he is. You know, like, what? I actually, I will say, like, around minute 35 of the movie, I was getting kind of bored because it was, it was very, like, formulaic. But I did like when the reveal that, um, oh, my God, your dad is the hockey coach, and the hockey coach knows him and hates him. So that was, you know, it's not out of the formula, but it was at least interesting. I didn't like that dad, though. No, he was he didn't pay attention to his daughter much and was so – he just had, like, this hate for Charlie. Yeah. Like, every time something went wrong, he was like, it's your fault, Boyle. It is worth noting, though, that the shit is trickling down from the dean – who is a oh, very funny character who's, you know, just like putting on airs like, well, how's everything going here at my school, of which I am the dean? And he looks at uh, the coach and says, well, when's the last time you won a game against this team? What? Never? Well, you better win one or you're fired. Well, have a good day. The dean was, I wrote this down. I, I was like, who does he remind me of? He was just Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. <laughs> he was that yeah. character. He was like, one line, and he was like, we get some sort of cup if we win this. He goes, I want that cup so, so badly. 
He was he <laughs> was Mr. Peterman. I'm sure it was a a one to one like yeah. portray. Not the actor, we should say, but just the character was the same. Mm-hmm. And the dad's success is all built on this one game. Win, you're here for as long as you want to be. Lose, yeah. you're fired like in the spot. Yep. Was this even like a finals game? They or did. Something? They built it like that, but they also didn't build it like that. Like in the beginning of the movie, they just kind of build it as like this rivalry game, and then all of a sudden there was a cup at the end of the movie, and it's like, oh, you get to win this trophy. It's kind of like the Cortica Jug. It's just a rivalry yeah. between two bullshit schools, and if you win, you. It's get just the biggest rights. little game in the nation. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just insulted. That, sorry, this is just for me and Ryan. Right I insulted now. our alma mater's most important <laughs> thing ever. That's it's okay. okay. I never even went to one, honestly. Um, moving on, we oh oh, I had this written down. Mike, mm-hmm. that actor when he filmed this movie was thirty. <laughs> oh well, oh, he boy. looked it. Yeah, yeah, he, he looked old. No, they clearly wanted to show a stark age difference between between the the kid and the college age students and well they accomplished that by putting a they're putting an actual man <laughs> up against a like prepubescent child um who also acts like the most you know childish immature person in the world throwing spitballs and shit like oh my god yeah he acts like a a middle schooler or a high schooler and yet he's an adult man taking a class taught by a child oh my god but they they strike a deal yes they do charlie Um, will help mike pass his courses if mike helps charlie pass his uh social speak to a girl yeah (laughs) speak to a girl i can't to the only you girl who exists in the whole world. The only yeah, there's yeah. one girl in this whole movie. Also, I gotta talk about this one the this one scene where they're talking about her. So they're in middle school class. Charlie to to paint to paint a picture. Charlie's sitting in what is roughly the center of the room. Um, across the aisle on the left side is his friend who the, who he is talking to about Claire. Which a, one? Odie? Odie. Odie. Yeah. In front of Odie. Directly front and to the left of Odie in that desk is the is the third friend whose name I don't remember. I forget. And the three of them are all there talking about Claire. But in front of Odie and on Claire on on the other kid's right is Claire. <laughs> She's right there. Selective hearing. She didn't. She wasn't very selective. She wasn't hearing. about that conversation. Well, she was also portrayed as the smart person. That's whereas true. The rest of the boys they weren't portrayed as dumb, except for Chaz. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe she just tuned them out because she kind of thought, yeah, they're just these stupid boys. One thing I will say in her favor, the only woman in this movie, is that Char- Char- Charlie's assumption is that. Oh, she's girl's gonna go for the bad boy, but at no point does she really indicate that like she's interested in the bad boy at all. Accurate. Only yeah. in the beginning, and he just keeps rolling with it because he had that other interaction where he was like, "I am Charlie. What's your name?" And the girl just wordlessly walked away. Very funny. I thought that scene was gonna turn into that she was like deaf or something, and, and he was gonna oh, find. Mm-hmm. That's what I. That's what I thought they were setting it up for. Wow. And she was like, I, like I can't hear you. you know? <laughs> but then she really just got up and left. She was just like, I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> Would have been way better writing. 
That's what I thought they were angling for. That was just really cold on her. She literally looked dead at him, didn't say anything, and then she yeah. left. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it was. I've never been rejected that bad. No, no. yeah. Look at I, me and leave. Yeah, feel bad for him. <laughs> but you know what I don't understand with, with his friends, because you brought that up? When it's exposed that he's not really Chaz. Why is everybody else mad at him? Like, I get why she's mad at him, but why are they, like, because he... he not, you lied to Charlie us. and not Chaz. It's a rule of Disney Channel movies that if you lie, you're bad, and okay. nobody wants any part of you. Yeah. Nobody wants, even if it has no effect on on the recipient whatsoever. You have to be mad at them. I I thought there would be a point where he explained why he did it. You know, oh, I just wanted to fit in with normal kids my own age and not be treated like some sort of pariah for being a genius. But no, he's kind of just like. I wanted to get the girl. Well, it's very clear when that was supposed to happen. Um, he goes to the like the outdoor ponds, like the outdoor skating rink, mm. where all the middle schools are there playing mm. hockey because everybody in this movie plays hockey. And he says, "Guys, I need your help. I need. I know how to make um, Northern win the game, which is obviously by just cheating. Uh, but he yeah. says, I know how to make Northern win the game. And they're like, we don't want to talk to you, Chaz. Um... <laughs> And this is the point where he's supposed to make, like, you know, a tearful confession where he's supposed to explain himself exactly as you were saying, Ryan. But instead, he just goes, my name's Charlie Boyle. And they all just turn around and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah we're with you now. <laughs> Wait, I actually wrote down the quote that he said, oh, which okay. was... Um... Sorry, I'll I see. I, I could see it because you're holding the paper in front of me. My name's not Chaz. This my is name is Charlie and I can't do it alone. <laughs> You stole your thunder. I that did. Totally your... <laughs> it's all right. I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> but, but holy shit. Like, you could at least say something like, and I'm sorry. He yeah, he didn't even say sorry. He just goes, my name's Charlie, and I can't do it alone. That's one of the things that they had to cut for time. That was Definitely, another one yeah. of the scenes. It was important, but they needed to cut it out <laughs> for time. <laughs> get away yeah. with it that was a good quote thanks yeah. for finding it for me <laughs> happy to help um this is a good time to jump straight to this climax the the game between northern and what's the other team called rumson rumson the rumson rat totally made up name um but what, yeah so they play against they play against rumson <laughs> and everybody knows that a northern will probably lose and b rumson does this thing called the what, what, Rumson Rack. Where they literally tackle the referee. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then two of them mailbox the star player. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I don't understand how the refs haven't caught on. Like, <laughs> Everybody right. knows they do it. We got to watch out for these players that are going to try to tackle us. So and weird. that must be a huge violation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you probably get banned from the NHL if you did that oh, on yeah. the ice. Like, you purposely tackle somebody? the ref. Or you get fined money. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. referee specifically. Too. Oh yeah, you're automatically out of a game if you hit the ref. But then he, he like later on they just kick the ref in the butt and he gets, penalty, oh, he gets yeah. put in the penalty box. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that one instance of contact was bad, but maybe the refs know it's gonna happen. Like they slip him a twenty and it's like okay, yeah, right. that would be more believable than them pulling this shit off every time. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially if everyone knows about it. But, yeah. but but anyway, so they know that Rumson is going to do the Rumson rack. So Charlie has an idea. Throughout this movie, the thing that we haven't mentioned is that Charlie just get, created... Charlie and Crickstein created this 
amazing discovery where not only have they found this particle called the gravitron which yeah. d- does that is that like a thing i don't think it's a thing it's there's something that that's name is similar i'm not a science boy yeah. by the way there's something your that's name is similar boy. you got your but neutrons it's not gravitron you got your protons but yeah i don't think gravitron's a thing the idea they is that they know they it's discovered- working because the machine starts beeping Yep, that's, that's how the, you know. That's the only indicator <laughs> So like success. A, apparently it is real, really hypothetical. It is the hypothetical quantum of gravity, an elementary particle that mediates uh, the force of gravity. Okay. The graviton. Very cool. Graviton. The graviton. graviton. Yeah. So the gra- they disco- not only do they discover the graviton for the first time and you know write no publishings about it and get no word out, but they also dissect it. They open it up. And can now defy gravity. They harness it. Yes. They harness the graviton. But I wrote this down too. No matter how much good work they've done, they didn't do it in a scientific way. No. You know, there's no experiment. They they may be able to replicate it, but they didn't document it properly. What's that called? Efficacy? There's no efficacy here. They fucked up big time. That's what it's called. Yeah, they fucked up big time. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, they anyway. use their powers for evil because they, they help do. to cheat. At they hockey. cheat, and that's the the you know the climax of the movie. They cheat, and everybody's happy about it. Um, they take these graviton, I guess, infused s- circles, discs, and stick them on the uh, opponent team's skates. And what they can do with this is control which way the skates go. So if so, Charlie sticks one on his own skate, and if he moves left, ru- the Rumger, what is Rumson. it? Rumson, Rumson, whatever. The Rumson, the Rumson guy moves left. Um, yeah, they, they he just moves with them, um, so they are able to prevent the the Rumson rack. Uh, and uh, but here's yeah. what I don't get about that. So you can control their skates, but they're doing dance moves with their arms. Yeah. Why are they controlling their like a puppeteer? You know, yes. Th- that didn't make any sense. No, Nothing. not at all. What also didn't make sense to me is when you initially see them with these gravitron particles, and Crickstein and Charlie are playing with the tennis balls. The balls. Uh, you know, it seems apparent that. The forces work equally in either direction. It's not like one set has more power than the other. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't the yeah. hockey players on the ice also be able to control Charlie and Claire in yes. the basement? Yeah, is there one that's like the remote control for the other? Yeah, fair who point. knows? That's a fair point. This Well, this is the problem because Crickstein didn't write down any of his results. Uh, everyone, I'm sorry. I, I have to announce we have another guest here in the studio. A very rare sighting of Finn the cat. Say hi, Finn. There's Finn. He sounds like a human man. <laughs> Thanks for yeah. coming in, Finn. We're so glad that you joined us. We'll post a picture you of Finn to the You what those anti-gravity balls looked like? what they look like? They look like the arcade, like the 1990s sandy textured yeah. balls yep. you would win in an arcade. That's oh. definitely what they were. As soon as I saw those, I was like, man, I want to play with those. Yeah. I want to like, I just want to bite into it. <laughs> <laughs> like an apple. Just... <laughs> um, oh, but anyway. Basically, they use cheating to combat cheating. Yes. Yep. 100%. Exactly. Two wrongs do make a right. But um, in two doing... wrongs make a rumpson. <laughs> oh. Oh. These are the players that went on to play for the Houston Astros uh, later, <laughs> later in life. Yep. Hey, I actually understand that reference. I am notoriously <laughs> a baseball 
But no, that one I got. Good. Um, Alex Bregman. Uh, you already lost me. Jose Altuve. <laughs> Are you just naming people? Is it Cora too? Alex Cora? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, Mike Piazza. No. Yeah. He's a baseball player. Yeah, exactly. We're just naming baseball players. AJ uh, Binch. Hank Aaron. <laughs> That's a baseball player. I'm doing it, guys. I'm doing it. Justin Verlander. You like ERA? You like ERA? No, oh, eras. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, the Obama era. The He's got a good era. ERA. Um, Reagan the, the had, era, had an ERA. The era plus. Yeah. Um, era walk. <laughs> Magic the Gathering. You know what a walk is, right? Yeah, it's when you put one foot in front of the other. Nailed it. Got him. Anyway, um, so the, we haven't even talked about the most ridiculous part of this movie. As if defying gravity wasn't good enough, in order to truly win this game, this ho- this final hockey game, which has been 0-0 the entire time, um, they end up literally hoisting the rival players into the air by defying gravity, Yep, leaving, I guess... Five on four on the ice rink and ending up scoring. Because that's actually where Dr. Crickstein's fuck up is. When they're all like, where's the other magical disc that controls the player on the ice? They couldn't find it. Crickstein rolls in with a dweeby helmet and shoulder, uh, elbow and knee pads. And he rolls in and hits an electrical box. He's like, I got the disc. I'm controlling the player now. And he hits the electrical box. And that's when they discover uh, anti-gravity. Yeah. Yep. Not a single soul reacts to watching this hockey player defy gravity. <laughs> and they let the game continue. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? So it's three of them that are floating, right? Cause, and yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. So it's three. And even before. So it's five on two. So yep. for a hockey player. <laughs> yeah. It's five on five normally. Five on two. But even before the five on two, the guy went into the penalty box. It was five on four. <laughs> yeah. And then they had the other two. That were that were gonna crash into each other. So yeah, they had a five on two twice. <laughs> the game ended one nothing. Yeah, no, the bad bad sports in this game. Wait, so what's also ridiculous too is the first um championship game when the ice is destroyed due to Charlie's negligence. Oh my god! Yeah, in, instead of restarting the game with two minutes left or whatever, right. They replay the whole game, mm-hmm. and they said postponed the first time, right? And then they said suspended. And then they said suspended. But like. You don't start the game over from the beginning. Mm, I don't know. I'm 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 not I'm not up enough on on rules of hockey in Wisconsin. There's no protocol. I don't think when the ice breaks apart underneath you, how you continue. That's yeah. true. Nobody's discovered a graviton before. Also, the ice is about to break, and Charlie runs onto the ice, and he's like, "Get off the ice!" Yeah. Yeah. He goes onto the yeah. ice, <laughs> off the ice. And did you all notice that everybody's jumping over the cracks too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just skating directly off the ice. They're all like vaulting over the cracks. Yeah, they're doing loops around. The entire rink. Love it. You love to see it. I'm glad to see the representation of hockey in this movie, but I wasn't glad to see how it was portrayed. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, there should have been more fights, honestly. Yeah, yeah I would have loved to see that. Not just, just, just one. Rack. Just one. Um, also, I want to say that I feel for the equipment manager who had to be the one to get rumps and racks. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kind of standing back there, was... just minding his business. Yeah, that was their first strategy was to disguise the equipment manager as Mike, their best player. They actually just... look exactly the same. Yeah. Like they definitely cast <laughs> this person. Yeah. Like we need someone who looks just like him. They cheated twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. After the ref gets tackled, they go, 
all right, Hugo, they're coming for you. <laughs> and he just stands there and braces for yeah, impact. Like he knows it's coming. He got CTE. Oh, he got hit. CTE for sure. You get that classic scene from every children's movie when somebody takes a big hit where a friend lifts them up and goes, hey, are you okay? And he goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> he, he said, <laughs> can Zuzu come out to play? <laughs> and then the guy who picked him up was the, the big dude. He Bear. just drops him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait. I have that guy's um, assumed hockey name. Oh, my God, please. Or I did have it, and then I searched for a bunch of other shit, too. While you're looking for it, I guess this is a good time to to cite some good credits names, because we did have some good credits names, and Ryan, I know you have a couple. All right, wait. Well, I have have the guy's name here. Mm -hmm. Drum roll. Please indulge me. Okay, that's okay. Um, I could say that Mike, the star hockey player, his name is Yannick Bisson. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which is a great one. Again, you stole my thunder. I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. Uh, did you have Omar's name? The actor who played Omar? Is it Eli Ham? Oh, it's Eli Ham. My name, Eli Ham. And yeah, those the, are the two really good ones. The equipment manager, the actor's name was Chuck Campbell, but the equipment manager's full name, as I'm seeing on IMDb right now, was Hugo Peplo. <laughs> Why'd they even have to give him a last name? He didn't need one. It must have been on one of the jerseys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he was the equipment manager. Oh, he didn't yeah, even he get didn't one. Get... Yeah. His name could have just been Hugo Equipment Manager. Hugo Peplo. Oh, it, it was, it's right at my fingertips. His first name is Bear, the fat hockey player. <laughs> it's like Bear Bersinski or something. <laughs> yeah, Bear Bersinski. That's it. Yeah. And the guy's real name is Daryl Pring. Daryl Pring. That's a pretty good name. That is a good one. I really like – it actually felt to me like a lot of these hockey players had authentic hockey players' names. Like Bear Brzezinski is a well, good one. Well, it's because one. they're all Canadian. Any Canadian name is a good hockey and name. And you know what? When they did the casting, they were probably like, we're not hiring stunt doubles for all you background people. So either yeah. you know how to skate or you're not going to be in the movie. So they all probably play hockey anyway. Very good point. Yes, didn't even think about that. If it was filmed in Canada, every Canadian plays hockey. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Emmy Rossum really did those – Stunts on the She ice. looked like she was really skating. I think she skates in Shameless, too. Oh, oh really? Okay. At some point. Well, there we go. So, you guys know how most of the uh, female leads in these films are actually adults when the movies are filmed. Oftentimes, yes. I, I appreciate that Emmy Rossum was actually, like, 13, 13. years old yeah. when this was shot. Both she and um, Trevor Morgan, the guy who plays Charlie, they're both 13 years old. But she's way bigger than him. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's not well, hard. That's what happens at that age. That him. is also true, yes. He's a little squirt. He is. You he guys is. want to know what I recognize Trevor Morgan from, the lead of this movie? I recognize him from Barney's Great Adventure. He played the the Doubting Thomas type character, the one who's like, Barney's dumb. Barney's <laughs> stupid. I don't like him, despite the fact that, I don't know, he's very much there, and he's a big purple dinosaur. Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, should we do the DCOM F-bomb? We've talked about a lot of things. I think it's about time for the DCOM F-bomb. Yeah. For those of you who do not know, the DCOM F-bomb is very simple. If the movie were PG-13, you would get to say fuck once. Where would you put it? Um, I'll start with mine. Uh, so there's a scene uh, where Charlie and Mike are both... It's, it's one of those, like, uh, the grass is always greener scenes where Charlie's like, you got it all, Mike looks sports whatever uh and mike's like what no you've got brains you've got everything i want it's a terrible scene but 
this is where they make they make a deal where Char- where Charlie's like, "I'll help you study if you help me get the girl." So Charlie is saying, "All right, so here's everything I know about about um, Claire. I've done some exploratory research." That's exactly what he says. I've been doing exploratory research. And this is where Mike just goes, no, 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 no. Shut, shut up. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> just, just don't do that. That's my, that's my decom F bomb. Telling right. a 13 year old to shut the fuck up. May I? You may. So, um, this one is a, a new quote. It's not being incorporated into an existing quote. Mm-hmm. It's after Chaz convinces Claire to tutor him. I know we all caught this. Chaz pulls a Joe Biden and he sniffs Claire's hair (laughs) at one point. I would really want Claire to notice, which she didn't. I really want her to notice and go, what the fuck, dude? Because that was creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. He was pretty unproblematic aside from the whole lying thing. Mm -hmm. Because dishonesty is bad. We all know that. But that was definitely like one of the creepiest moments in the whole film. Yeah. That's how you know it's a dude movie. Just guys being dudes. And dudes being bros. Who's got their decom F-bomb handy? I got um, oh, go ahead. La- go no, ahead. Ladies first. Okay. So speaking of ladies, it's <laughs> when Claire's, um, she's skating and she lands like a little whoop-dee-doo up in the air. Yeah, she does a double <laughs> action. She just, yeah, she goes, yes, 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 woo. And then I wanted to go like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that would have been nice. The, the, yeah, the F-bombs, you know, we always, they're always like moments of despair, but that was like a happy achievement. I like that. Movie. Very like good that. point. We do usually just use them for anger or frustration, but fuck is a very versatile word. Mm-hmm. Brennan, did you ever do any figure skating or am I making this up? No, 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 I did. And I was just, I wasn't going to flex on my knowledge, but uh, <laughs> like what you saw in the movie was probably like the peak of anything I could do. I didn't do it for that long. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, very cool. When right, I was Kyle. young and limber. <laughs> oh, we missed those days. <laughs> I mean, when I was also young and limber. I'm sorry, what? Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, what? Hair sniffer. <laughs> no, don't call me that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home now. Uh, Mike unplugged headphones off. Kyle, just say some stuff. All right. Uh, mine was what I alluded to earlier that equipment manager and they were like oh you do it you'd be like what the fuck <laughs> fuck, fuck that <laughs> you know you don't See pay me guys? enough this is my internship I'm not even getting paid yeah he's fuck a cop yeah it's like his hobby <laughs> very like, good yo, I, I'm, I'm just here to do the equipment now you're gonna get rocked <laughs> my, my, this is my hobby I'm not getting fucking CTE for this yeah. <laughs> he didn't put up much of a fight though they, he just kind of said one thing and then just pouted in the back yeah, yeah. Uh, mine would be so two, and both have to do with anti gravity. Number one, when the hockey players were floating, the that this movie should be NC seventeen for the amount of fucks that were flying <laughs> from the crowd, from the players. Like everyone should have freaked out. But as we mentioned, no one said anything. So there's that. But number two, at the end, uh, I'm skipping ahead. But so there's like an impromptu game at the end, and uh, Mike goes the the hockey player. Goes to Charlie, he goes, we heard what you did for us, meaning we heard you made the other people float that we all witnessed and didn't say anything. <laughs> and, and he should have said, are you fucking serious? Of course, everyone knew. Like one of, it, it should have been the big dude 
the fat yeah. guy. Bear Brzezinski. Yeah, Bear Brzezinski should have turned to him and be like, we all fucking knew something was up. <laughs> you made two people fly. <laughs> yeah. That's like such a star's attitude where he won the game and he's like oblivious to everything else that <laughs> yeah. went on. Like he doesn't yeah, yeah. recognize anything that else happened other than he scored. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't see that. I just I just won the game. I didn't oh, I won the game. <laughs> Everybody hoisted me up on their shoulders and we all had a big parade. That had nothing to do with the floating people. That had nothing to do with it. <laughs> totally unrelated. Also, it was a five on two. Totally yep. unrelated. <laughs> but he's the hero. Do we got anything else? Any final thoughts? Um, another quote that I loved was when Chaz was running out of excuses uh, to not be around and to not go to the hockey game and stuff. And he goes, he was like, oh, I got to watch my sister. And everyone is like, Chaz, you don't have a sister. And he goes, Sister Mary Catherine. <laughs> she's an he goes, invalid. She goes, she's oh a nun. God. And an invalid. I was like, whoa. And then when he shows up to the hockey game, they go, what about Sister Mary Catherine? He goes, it's a miracle. They're thinking of canonizing her. <laughs> Decent joke. Dude, Which, Sister Mary Catholic. Great, great name for a fake nun. When he said invalid, I was like, "Wait, these kids are not gonna. These kids are not gonna know what invalid yeah. means." I actually had to roll it back because I was like, "Yeah, what did he just say?" <laughs> but these kids are actually pretty smart. They did the whole scheme with him. Yeah, One yeah. Did the camera thing. The other guy did the remote control. They made yeah. it work. Yeah, they made it happen. Mm-hmm. And nobody questioned Chaz about that dancing skeleton either. They were all like, "Ah, oh, yeah, he's got a remote <laughs> control. He's just making it dance." Or oh, the fact the that t- he hacked the PA system from outside. The oh school. my god, yeah. The teacher called him out on the skeleton, though. He was like, "I'm giving you detention for this, but clearly you know some shit." Yeah. And he was like, "What do you mean? I, 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 I some got some geek. nerd to do it." Yeah. <laughs> he says, "He says I got some geek to do it, or some geek told me." Yeah. More than once in this movie. Yeah. yeah. For those of you wondering, the end of the movie, he gets everything he wants. He gets the girl. He has his first anti-gravity kiss. They win the game, and he keeps his job. It's dumb. Um, but, yeah, closure. There's one He learns last the thing. best way to get the girl is to just be yourself. Who didn't see it coming? Ah, uh, the L- best move of them all. Lying won't get you anywhere unless you're president of the United States. But it will States. win you the the hockey championship if you cheat and lie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has it both ways in oh the worst way. Oh, yeah. It's like, be truthful, but also you could cheat if other people are kind of cheating, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a little old script. They kind of, like, reward the cheater. There's no, like, yeah. lesson here. There's no redemption story. Yeah. There's no uh Well, I mean, his apology. is the redemption story where people all just forgive him because he, you know, does a nice thing and helps everybody cheat to win. But, yeah, he had no negative consequences, even though he lied. Yeah, and then he cheated to make up for the lie. I thought he was going to get fired because you know he destroyed a hockey he rink and been. a science lab. Yeah, he should have been expelled from college and had to have gone to middle school and high school. Also, yeah. it's definitely a crime to falsely go to school. I don't yeah. know if anyone would commit that, but like, you know, I'm sure there's cases all the time of kids not being able to go to a school that's the better school maybe right. because they don't live in the district or yeah. whatever and then they make them leave he was impersonating a student he hacked into yeah, the school oh, yeah. what you just said is absolutely something that people do and it's totally against the law yeah like if you live 
you know, let's say in a, a poor part of the city and you go to a school in the suburbs, that's not yeah, allowed. Yeah, they'll kick you out. Yeah. See, he was hacking those computers, and I was playing Oregon Trail when I used those computers <laughs> in Computer Lab. That's the distance between us. <laughs> we were just dying of dysentery. Basically. I was just on AddictingGames.com. Oh, uh, Addicting oh, Games. Hey, Smack the Monkey. Speaking of Hapland. being less fortunate and, and dying of dysentery, I did have one last quote that I wanted to put in, because I said I mostly took notes and quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, right when Charlie gets into all these colleges... Uh, but he doesn't get what he wants in some case, and I can't remember. He, or, or no, no, they they didn't let him play street hockey. The other kids didn't let him play street hockey. And he's mm-hmm. in his room. He's tinkering with something. He's feeling bad for himself. Charlie's dad comes in and he's like, "No, oh, hey son, you just sitting around feeling bad for yourself?" <laughs> Charlie goes, "No, I took a minute to feel bad for people in war torn countries first. <laughs> Wait, did he really say <laughs> yeah, that? He did say that? Yeah. What? Yeah. How did I miss that one? When I saw that at the beginning of this movie, because it was in the first like, it's ten, like the second ten scene. minutes, that's yeah. right, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good one." This is ninety nine. What wars were going on? Kosovo. Co- okay, Kosovo. Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. We uh, is apartheid still happening? No, I, you. I don't think so. You no. ignoramus. You rube. <laughs> Nelson Mandela had already died at that point. Ah, yes, of course. The Mandela effect was real. That's, <laughs> that's effect, what killed him. The Mandela effect is actually just the effect that made him die. Yep, yep. It's the sickness. We're going to rename it the Kirk Douglas effect. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. <laughs> is this my legacy? All right, uh, I think it's about time we rate this movie. We've talked a lot. Um, for those of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. You either give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down. You could you, you could do whatever you want as long as it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Brandon, I have a question. Hit me. Can I give this movie a thumbs in the middle if I'm not sure how I feel about it? Well, Ryan, let me respond to your question with another question. Is that up or down? Uh, Haha. Uh, Foiled. My, my name is Yannick Bisson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we wish we were Yannick Bisson. He's probably still a good looking dude. Like 20 years later, he's 50 years old, same chiseled jawline. We'll find him on Instagram. Yeah, please do. Um, all right. All right, who wants to start? Who wants to rate this movie first? I'll, I'll take the plunge. I'll go right ahead, Kyle. Wow, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to give it... You know, before we had this conversation, I, I kind of liked it. After we pointed out all of these things, <laughs> well, no, I kind of that... don't like it anymore. Go with your gut. I'm going to go thumbs down. Okay. I'm going to sentence into death. Uh, <laughs> I respect that. If you'd like to elaborate, that's cool. If not, uh, somebody else will elaborate. You know, it just... There's a lot of nonsense that happens in this movie, which I was willing to overlook. <laughs> but now that I actually flesh it out... <laughs> yeah. The yeah. particularly egregious part is the end when they're just floating and nobody... Like, I thought about that, but now I'm really thinking about it. And <laughs> I, I don't want to overlook that anymore. And also the female lead thing, where there's only one female... Mm-hmm. That's going to give me a thumbs down. Yeah, no, and uh, I, I totally respect and understand that. Um, it's a little different for me because I've seen quite a few of these movies, and not just the good ones either, because it sounds like your history with DCOMs involves most of the good ones. Yes, so, okay. I've seen a lot of the bad ones, and I guess this is going to transition into me rating this film. I actually give this one a thumbs up, if you can oh, believe baby. that. Um because it really it was ridiculous, but I thought it was ridiculous in a campy and good way. Um, 
yeah, you know, there were some obvious issues with the plot. And I also am going to dock it some for the lack of any female characters besides one. But I, th- I thought it was pretty funny. I like that it was uh, based around sport, you know, hockey, which is not a common uh, Disney sport, right? We usually get baseball it's or basketball. It's the rarest one we found yeah. so far, mm-hmm. besides um, rollerblading. Right. Well, that's bowling an extreme sport. Too. Bowling, bowling is rare. rare. All right, also that's... directed by this guy. Alley Cat Strike was directed by uh, whatever his name is. He's the rare sport back. director. Yeah. I don't want to call. Him, I don't want to call them obscure sports, but in this world, there are obscure sports. Yep. In the world of Disney Channel, there's one sport, and it's basketball. And any other sport you see has just been invented. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to conclude my review, I like that there's academia balanced with sport, um, and yeah, it was just kind of fun actually for a change which i i don't normally find these fun but this one was actually really amusing and uh parts of it were kind of cute i mean it was so stupid that i found it funny um so yeah this was a breath of fresh air for me and i guess it's appropriate that i'm giving it a thumbs up because i chose it as a shot in the dark yeah there you go thumbs up baby glad it worked out for you uh brandon you want to go sure um I, you know, a lot of these Disney Channel movies are pretty contrived, probably because of the, you know, film base that they're trying to reach, which are like 13-year-old kids who might not have the best um, attention span, and so they kind of have to fly all over the place and jump back and forth between many plots, which doesn't really give any time to breathe or, um, you know, like, really develop anything, because they have to move on to the next thing so quickly. Yeah. But I felt like this one really took that to the next level. This one makes no sense. Like, hockey didn't even really need to be in there until it was in there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's like it's on a plot device until they need something to move the the movie forward. So I, I had to do this one in two sittings. I couldn't stand it. And the last sitting was only 12 <laughs> minutes long. I had to turn it off 12 minutes before the ending. I just couldn't do it wow. anymore. Damn. <laughs> so... With all that being said, it's a thumbs down for me. Yeah, that that's that's fair. I, I respect gotcha. that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll jump in there. Um, so, yes, Brennan, I very much agree that this is one of the worst written ones that they've <laughs> ever done. Like, I think the guy who wrote this just sat down in one sitting and just cranked it all out. <laughs> Did zero editing and wow, just it's like how I wrote all lie. my college essays. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me as well. Just just that. Um, however, I laughed out loud a lot in this movie. I don't know what it was, but I really enjoyed it. My wife was watching with me and she's looking at me like, why do you like this so much? I, it's, it's hard to explain why I enjoyed it so much. Bad quotes, which were hilarious. Um, the fact that defying gravity is just completely, you know, nonchalant. Um, I am definitely disappointed that as a, dude heavy movie there's one woman who is you know the only the representative of all the women of you know in this world uh that's disappointing to me except the mom oh right the mom who just calls out from the distance just like us (laughs) (laughs) i i did really like this movie despite all of its faults. Uh, big fan of this one. I give it a thumbs up. Fuck yeah. Give me, Whoa, give me something. We got a tiebreaker yeah. coming up here. Wow. Oh, we do have a tiebreaker. Uh, oh, James, man. It's, it's not all the down first to you. time. Okay. I love when it comes down to a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. All, right. all ears on you, buddy. Remember, so. I'm winning the lotto soon. So That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, 
I you guys did bring up a lot of good points. I won't rehash it. I had I had myself as well in addition to additionally. I had a laugh out loud moment and it was wasn't one that we mentioned. The quotes were pretty good, but the moment I laughed out loud was there's a scene where Chaz is leaving the middle school uh, science classroom and you see the poster on the back of the door and it's just a body from the back <laughs> and the the title of the poster just says steroids. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really good. We got to find we got to find that. Okay. We'll find it. Um but uh yeah, the plot devices, the anti-gravity as a whole. Brandon, you had a great point. Like hockey had it didn't need to be in this movie. Um the the cheating the dad's absence and almost, I'm going to say, disdain for his only child. We assume he's an only child. Um, yeah. The, I hope the so. one That's another problem for me. On the, on, the flip <laughs> side, yeah. on the flip side, we always talk about how a lot of the quotes that these kids say in this movie don't make sense because they're coming from, they're being written by an older person. <laughs> yeah. This is the one where it actually makes sense because... Charlie is as smart as an older person, mm-hmm. so he would have those frames of reference. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually like funnier when it comes from him. However, <laughs> the the pace at which it rolled along, there were times I felt like I was like hallucinating parts of this movie. Uh and also the writing itself. As the tiebreaker, I gotta put the nail in this coffin. It's a thumbs down. Yes. Oh, All right. Bummer. I understand. Oh, I hey. give uh, that review a thumbs ha- up. <laughs> having said that, this is one that I think, so I watched it yesterday. I think with time, I will not be as angry about watching it. <laughs> I, I will grow to appreciate that I watched it, but it's a thumbs down. It, it's funny because I gave it a thumbs up and I got a kick out of it. But, uh, you know, just like with most of these movies for me, I wouldn't watch it again, even though I enjoyed it. I just don't think I could bring myself to do it because I'd probably hate it the second time around. Maybe. I, I, I think I would still really enjoy it the second time. I, I don't know. Something about it. And, um, and I, I don't know what that says about me that the most like dude-centric movie is the one that I really like. Uh, but oh well. Just they guys being dudes. Just, just guys being yeah. dudes. Um, before Sports. we get into Endgame here, um, last episode I said I would have stats, and I do have stats. Wow. So, um, listeners, if you'll bear with us for another few minutes, uh, I have some interesting things about uh, the way that we voted. And Kyle, if you'll bear with us, too. Yeah, you don't get to leave yet. Cool, because my meter is still good for a couple of more minutes. Excellent. So. Good Great. to know. Yeah. Uh, so, we have done 38 movies now, oh. as of this episode. We have given 10 of them all thumbs up. Wow. We have given six of them all thumbs down. Holy shit. Wow. So that, that's many more than I thought. I thought yeah. that we had only reached a group consensus on, on less than 10. No, it's it's been 10 of them. Yeah. No, no. 16 altogether. Oh, 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 yes. I'm sorry. Right? A total group consensus on, on almost half of them. Yes. Wow. Um, and while I have given the most thumbs up with 22... Uh, Brennan actually has the highest ratio of thumbs up to all movies. Your percentage beats mine by uh, a few, just because you know you you there was a, a block in there where you where you were not with us. You had passed. Dude, yeah, you're, you're getting you know, into I came the real... I came back fresh. Mm-hmm. We got a Charlie Boyle right here. Yeah, this... yeah. No, dude, you're getting into the real analytics shit here. That's why I think you love baseball statistics. <laughs> yeah, you say this every time. Uh, here's another thing. As of this episode. Ryan, you have no longer given 
of the people who've been on every episode. You've no longer given the fewest thumbs up. James has now given the fewest wow. thumbs up. Hey, I'm proud of you, dude. <laughs> I'm the curmudgeon of the group. James, you're, you're straight 50% right now. 19 really? up, 19 down. Huh. Um, Brennan is the only one who ever gave any thumbs to the side because in our first like five episodes, we had that as an option. Yeah, so. I think I was also the one that suggested we eradicate that rule. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> it worked out. Make me choose. <laughs> Um, an asterisk there, then, is what you're saying, next to her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Brennan, you get a little asterisk. Yeah, um, that's like pre-1886 in baseball when pitchers yeah. would throw <laughs> underhanded. All those stats have an asterisk yeah. next to them. I have another interesting stat, which was all the times that anybody voted against the whole group. So mm. I have voted against the entire group twice. I'm the only one who gave True Confessions a thumbs up. Wow. I'm the only one who gave Can of Worms a thumbs down. Huh. James, you have voted against the whole group three times. Uh, you gave Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme a thumbs down. You gave Cheetah Girls a thumbs down. And you gave Xenon 2 a thumbs up. <laughs> Ryan, you're the only one who voted against uh, Smart House. You gave Smart House a thumbs down. Everybody else gave it a thumbs up. Um, Brennan, you have never gone against the entire group. Unless you count a side, but I'm not going to count that. So you've never gone against the entire group. And nope. uh, guests in general, guests have voted against the entire group the most amount of times wow. uh, on Brink, on Dadnapped, on Halloween Town 2, and on Twas the Night. I wonder if we should start doing this like survival style, survivor style, where we like write down our result, like what oh, we think before. Oh, yeah. Before oh, talking okay. about it. And then we come in and like, I don't know. Well, that, okay. Well, that's actually a very interesting point because. Many people, Kyle included, have changed what they thought coming in after yes. the discussion. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. I do it all actually. the time. Oh, yeah, I, I do as well. Um, so, yeah, you know what, Brandon? I think that's a great idea. We should all write down what our vote was before getting here, you know, the control group, and then after we've done this crazy experiment, see if it changes. I got to say, I didn't have a rating coming in today oh i knew mine was gonna be a thumbs up right from as soon as i as soon as the credits started rolling i knew it was a thumbs up for me so you came in ready to be swayed in pretty much direction. well yeah. i'm glad i guess i swayed you yeah. then i'm an independent voter baby well i did a bad job of not swaying him yeah pot that might be it what it was more of. well whatever happened kyle we're just glad that you were here thank you so much for coming thank you for having me did you have fun yeah, debatable. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> fair. It was um, good, and the drink was really good. So salute. I'm glad. Thank you. Agreed. This is the chance where you okay. get to do any plugs. If you have anything to plug, you got any plugs? Ooh, um, not really. I'm not that popular, but um, I'll give you my Instagram <laughs> handle so I can go from 400 followers to maybe 410. Oh, please. You think you're gonna get 10 followers from this podcast? I don't know. I figure you know, if there's uh, however many people, I maybe I get one percent or half percent out of that. Hashtag be get Kyle to 410. If you can hashtag that in all of your future posts, just with my handle. Oh, sure. What's Kyle your handle? 410 is at K dot McFly, which you left out in the intro, but only because I didn't give you a heads up. I just well, I knew. did know that. I thought one. you knew. I'm sorry. I I knew it. I just didn't know if you wanted to be uh, doxed. That's why when I when I stepped in here and you didn't say that, I was a little apprehensive to talk because I didn't know if you were finished. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear my full nickname. Fair. But, yeah. I apologize for that. Wait. So it's just K dot McFly. K dot McFly. Dude, hell of a grab with that handle. That's Thanks, a bro. that's a good one. That a little a Back one. to the Future reference in there. Yeah, I like that. Um, what about Gashi? You want to plug your buddy Gashi? Oh, my bro. G-A-S-H-I does music. He's a rapper. He's a musician. 
Okay. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him anywhere, actually. Spotify, YouTube. He's going to be big. He is. Yeah. He is big he is. already, right? Yes. He just has a new song came out um, with Chris Brown. It's called Safety. Damn. Oh, shit. Um, wow. So, yeah, you should play You should play music on the show, or is there some rights issue to that? There probably is a rights issue. Yeah. <laughs> All of our shit, we actually recorded the intro song ourselves. And That's true. And we had true. a friend do the outro song. Yeah. But uh, Well, if this show oh, you- takes off, then he's coming for you. Okay, fair enough. Maybe we'll careful. have him on the show. Yeah, well, why not? Okay, Gashi, stream yes. Gashi. Um, you mentioned our friend who recorded the outro. We haven't shouted him out in a long time. Will Sachs, you Will. recorded the outro. Yeah, well. Thank you so much for recording our outro, which you guys out there are going to hear in like 90 seconds. Um, anybody else got anything to plug? Brandon, Ryan, James? Listen to my podcast. It's oh, what's your Disney podcast? channel, Tipsy Panel. <laughs> okay, I'll check it out. I'll add it to the list. Um, uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I was paid uh, 700-ish dollars <laughs> by Mike Bloomberg to um, endorse his campaign. Um, I was paid for this, and I spent the money on um, a hoverboard, and it caught on fire. <laughs> oh, but damn. it's fine. It's fine. It looks like you need another $700. I will vote for him twice. Okay. I was not paid by any campaign. I, I will put a jersey on and vote for him and then put someone else's jersey on. I do not endorse any candidate explicitly or implicitly, <laughs> but I do believe that it is time for a political revolution. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I have nothing to promote except myself. We are the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. You can email us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. You can call us. Yes, you can. 914-863-1613. How no. many calls have we gotten, Ryan? He's counting them all up. That many. Wow. Yeah, okay. Zero. Zero many. Uh, please be our first caller. We'd love to hear from you. 914-863-1613. That's the Tipsy Panel Hotline, baby. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, five stars, tell a friend, uh, do all that stuff because we love interaction and anything anything helps. That's our show, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah, tune in next week. We'll have another one for you. I'm going to go force feed pre-masticated gruel through <laughs> what is now Ryan's esophagus. Bye. <laughs> the best thing ever to be said what now passes for his esophagus oh yeah it's it's a great line <laughs> all right that's uh yeah that's it